2: It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the real most finest, Monte Hill. Uh-huh. The
3: pride of the excelsior, Joe Butcher, Boy Shasky. You're listening
0: to 95.7 The Game of Morning Roast.
3: That's how you do it, Daryl the Guru Johnson. You don't come in here, oh baby. He asked me for permission t- to use that. I don't know why, but he did. Did you get royalties? No, no. He pimped it, but he couldn't while he pimped me
4: on that one. Well, because he's not, you know, West Coast Mike and the Mad Dog. You know, <laughs> that's us. Goo.
3: Goo's back. Goo's I back do today. love the goo though. Do love the goo. He's back today. I love
4: how the goo and Steiny plot their vacations where they're they never go together.
3: It's Man, like one weird. or the other. It's it's very odd. I try to do all my vacations together with my co-hosts. Yeah, me too. I don't want to be left with Spadoni and him. Smiling no, they at did a me. great job. Smiling at me about Lonnie Walker oh. and the Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> I love that <laughs> drop. <drama>. The Lakers. <laughs> it get on my damn nerves. Oh, but did you see who was with the Lakers? <laughs> Draymond Green. <laughs> it's LeBron's birthday party. What was he wearing? Absolutely incredible. I I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, it's a warrior's way, say, brought to you by Freeman Supplies. <laughs> <laughs> and trust the day since nineteen twenty two. Visit Freemans Plies.com today. Good morning, everybody out there getting off the graveyard shift. If you're at work, what is happening? Let me ask Sorry, safely on the roadways. all the overnight dancers. I miss you. Well I actually saw it. I haven't seen you in like ten years, but good morning to you guys, Muty <laughs> Drivers. Cap on that. Beauty drivers. No, it's been about 10 years. New York City, Manhattan, When they broke me. And I looked up at my bank account and said, damn, I got 20 bucks left. Yes, Wells
4: Fargo, I'd like to approve a transaction. I got to get back. (laughs) Hey, Mom, I need money to get to the
3: airport. (laughs) New York City's not letting me overthrow my account
4: Oh Oh, man Oh the Warriors win Warriors win Who has given this station If we were to have like a pie chart Okay Of percentage of amount of conversations At 95.7 the game Oh my gosh Top two is Jimmy Garoppolo and Draymond Green Okay so that's what I was going to say That's like 80% of the pie I know 9 or 5.7 the game (laughs) That was the best when I when I worked with Townie and Townie was like yeah
3: nine or five seven in yeah. the game no no it was the best Will Kiss the <laughs> Raiders PR director he's the Raider Raider Raiders, shout out to Will Kiss uh-huh. city guy he goes oh Bonte <laughs> what's happening over there at nine or five seven game <laughs> if I hear the word Raider <laughs> if I hear the word Raider and then as soon as the Raiders on hard knocks. I was listening to 95-70 game. One of the coaches was talking. He had it in every promo. <laughs> every promo possible. Uh, did they say Raiders? <laughs> All right, anyway, let's go to Anthony Slater Because the Warriors won. It's not the three-game losing streak. And heaven knows. I did not want to come back in the new year and do our first knows. show in 2024 with a four-game losing streak. The vibes are good today. Anthony, good morning the are not good with his offense. We can talk about that a little later. Happy New but, Year. Slater, he's been doing all type of good work with the Golden State Warriors. That's a curl to heavy any questions. We got Slater on the line. Let's get him on the line. Is he there? Slater, hello? I'm
1: here. I'm here. I've oh. been listening. I've been listening to you get like Clay Thompson-level introspective about your New York 10 <laughs> decade ago. <laughs> the deep impact
3: of that. I'm and, telling uh, you, man. My buddy Edwin from S.S. State said, boy, Using that part of the club for about 30 minutes. So, yeah, there's $400, Scott. Anyway, um, Slater, let's get back on track here. You, you got me. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm, I'm sleep-deprived. My baby kicked it me out of the bed last ex- night. Excuse me, uh, Just I was on the couch last night. But the Warriors win. And let's start with Clay Thompson. Very interesting soundbite from Clay last night. Yeah. Yeah, it was.
1: Uh, you know, I think it was... He put it in a way that I think, you know, even I'm sure your listeners and the conversations we've had, like, you know, uh, have been talking about for him. And, uh, you know, we'll see if that impacts behavior or, or impacts performance. Um, You know, I still think we need to see over a course of games. But I think for him to just come out and publicly say it and kind of put himself um out there like that. And, you know, like these young guys hear stuff. So, you know, who like is – like, the whole team had, like, seen that, right, at this point today, probably. It was, like, kind of at least a semi-viral uh, clip. So, I think it was interesting. And 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 it was also, I think, another peek into, like, where Steve Kerr is best as a coach that I think sometimes people don't realize, right, mm. the ego management. How many people in the world can have that conversation with Clay Thompson? Yeah. The, the list is, like, four, maybe yeah. five.
3: Nah,
4: well forward. for those that didn't hear it, let's play the sound right now of Clay Thompson uh, and, and well I guess Steve Kerr also addressed it but uh, here is exactly what they were talking about.
0: Steve and I had actually a great conversation yesterday and uh, that helped me relax a lot. Sometimes I forget just how successful and how lucky I've been to be a part of championship teams and all-star games and gold medals when you want to get back to that level so badly, you can kind of get in your own way. And rather than forcing it, we had a conversation about just enjoying this last chapter of my career and how lucky I truly am to still be playing this game and do it at a high level and being a better mentor for these young guys, leading by example, and having my energy right every game. And he helped me realize I do have negative energy, how that affects the team in a poor manner. So we had a great conversation. That just helped me change my whole mindset and forget about shooting splits or points per game or all-star games and just to enjoy being in this Warriors uniform and appreciate what we built because it's such a rare opportunity for any professional athlete to be a part of so much success and to try and pass that torch to the younger guys and keep this thing going. Is that the most vulnerable you have
4: ever seen Clay Thompson at a press conference?
0: Probably at a press
1: conference, maybe I don't know. I mean, he's like of athletes like I do think there are a lot of times he does get pretty vulnerable. I mean, even, at, you know, post injuries, there's been various moments where he's discussed like, you know, just kind of like the deep pain of going through the rehabs again and some of that. Like um so maybe, but he, I just think, I mean, there was three parts of that were, that were interesting to me. Uh, number one, which I think matters on the court is like, clearly he's a, it's an admission of like, yeah, at times I get so obsessed with trying to be, you know, get back to my old self that it impacts my play when he mentions forcing it. I thought the fact that he used the term last chapter of my career was kind of, you know, eyebrow raising a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the whole, the thing that I think matters, particularly for Steve Kirk is if you go back a couple of days, remember his post game press conference after they lost to Dallas and he's basically hinting at like how individual agendas are getting in the way of, of the team goals yep. uh, just the fact that he was talking about how his negative energy affects the young guys mentioned being a mentor um, just I don't know that was a, it was there there was a lot wrapped into this
4: Yeah, there was. Um, In terms of moving forward, how can he take what he did last night? I thought he had a great game last night defensively, particularly in the second half, and uh, some key uh, offensive buckets, the the pass from Kaminga to him on the three-pointer was was beautiful. How can he channel that and, and build off that moving forward?
1: Yeah, defensively, it's kind of, I think, night to night because I think certain matchups are fine for him. Like him going against Paulo, like, it's not that bad because Paulo was like a power, like, right. you know, three, four that I think Clay can kind of stand up against. When, when John Morant's in the building, like, yeah, I'm not sure, like, it doesn't matter how much Clay Thompson's mindset right. going in the game. I just physically don't think he's there anymore. Um, as far as offensively, I you know, patient. I mean, that's the big thing, right? And it's not, this isn't a new topic. This is like a decade-long topic with Clay Thompson as far as, like, shot selection, smarts go. But I thought he made some nice passes. He kind of strangely has a nice little connection with uh, TJ. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. It was a great so, pass yesterday early in yeah. that game. Go ahead, finish, Anthony.
1: Yeah, 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 with that little, like, wrap around mm-hmm. the head. I didn't know where he was going with it at first. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe just having him out there helps. And then, you know, you just – it's it's difficult because as much as Clay can have the vulnerable moments and like even when he gets benched in Phoenix he's like super mad on the bench but then post game he's talking about hey I trust Steve I deserve to be benched like I think he has a when when like the temperature cools down and the game is over I actually think he always has the right team perspective mm-hmm. and it's why I don't worry about him. You know, making a big off day fuss and demanding this or that. But it's like when they, in the heat of the battle, like he still gets super frustrated. He might have had that mindset going into last night. I don't know if y'all saw, it. he got two fouls and he's going over and he's like, right. punt, you know, elbowing the bench. Just right. Because he
3: gets so amped up. Yep. No, nah, he sure does. And he picked up 3,000 in the first half. It was a non-factor. It was good to see him bounce back. at then that tough three-game stretch. I think people forget he had a good 16-game stretch, really good 16-game stretch. We shot 45% from the floor, 41 from three. But it was good to see him bounce back. And it was also good to see Steph Curry bounce back as we're talking to Anthony Slater here on the Morning Russell on 95 Game. Anthony, what did you make of... Steph Curry's slow starts in the first quarter. We have some numbers on the pregame show where the last nine games, he averaged like three points in the first quarter. He was shooting like 25% from the floor from three. What do you make of his slow starts recently?
1: Yeah, I think it's partly why they changed the starting lineup and have Chris Paul in there now. You know, they said, like, part of that is to unlock Steph Curry. Um, it's not necessarily happening right away in games in the first two, but I, that's that's on their mind. I think part of it is... Um, uh, the way defense is game plan. I mean, we know all the Orlando last night, especially late. I think it might've been kind of a fortunate matchup for the Warriors. Cause I think they want Jalen Suggs to get reps, just like guarding star guards. So you didn't see as much last night, like big men coming out 40 feet, trapping, getting out of his hands. It was like Jalen Suggs, like get some reps in trying to guard Steph Curry. And that didn't go well for the magic. So, um, I, a lot of it, I, I think is just dependent on how teams want to play. Um, because, I think other teams, older teams, veteran teams, smarter teams at times would have just got the bottom hands more. So I think they were just fortunate that that the other team didn't last night. So Steph was able to go get 35.
4: What, what what do you think is happening here with Andrew Wiggins internally? Uh, I mean, they can't be thrilled that a guy that they gave an extension to is now off the bench and he's hit and miss. Some games he looks good, some games he looks. I think he's better uh, or been better off the bench, but they can't be thrilled internally with just everything that's that's transpired with him, right?
1: No, no, I mean, like you know, the, like you said, two years ago he's Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs, and now he's you know a solid bench player. Um, but at least he is kind of playing so, like Twenty-one decent minutes last night. Like I didn't think it was an issue. Um, he the whole thing with him now. I think you know because I do think he's playing better. He's shooting it a little bit better. Um, you want to see if he can play with Kaminga more. Yeah, um, they still seem very hesitant to overlap those two. Kaminga plays thirty-four minutes last night, so Wiggins is down at twenty-one. Um, at some point, like you need two good wing defenders on the floor at all times. And Gary Payton the second, which I'm sure you'll ask me about, but he looks like he's going to miss a chunk of games again. He kind of, at this point, can't be relied upon to be out there a bunch. So, like, they need to find a lineup combination where Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Camiga can play together. I think they're trying, but, again, last night, how how much time did they share the floor together?
3: Not much. Five minutes, maybe? Yeah, not much. Not much at all, Anthony. And you know what? JK's just playing better than Andrew Wiggins. Let's be yeah. honest. He offers yeah. a lot more than Andrew Wiggins right now. He goes to the rack. He finishes. Uh, his free throws need to get better. His free throw shooting, but he's getting there. He was four or five last night. I think his shot selections getting better. Kuming is just a better overall player than Andrew Wiggins right now. But I do want to get to Draymond Green because you've been asking Steve Kerr a lot about Draymond Green. Now, we're, we're 10 games in now he's missed. He's missed 10 games. Is there yeah. any end in sight? Because that elephant is in the room now. It is looming large with this team because, I don't know, does Draymond Green come back and just automatically you put him in a starting lineup? What's going to happen when he does come back? Or if he does come back, Anthony, what the hell is going on with Draymond?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, like you, you probably saw the soundbite from Steve uh, that I was asking about. There's not much of an answer or even a desire to give anybody an answer right now. And part of what I think is interesting is if you like, you know, track the the timeline of this thing. So he gets, you know, the, 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 foul happens in Phoenix, they go to LA, he gets definitely suspended. Mike Dunleavy talks the morning of that Clippers game and says, you know, admits like, Hey, he's a lot, you know, the NBA is permitting him to be in the building. He's allowed to practice with us. Um, there was an expectation that he would take that weekend kind of away from the team. Um, but you know, there was an idea they were at least hinting to us that, you know, he would probably be around, like maybe not at every practice, maybe not, you know, or, or around all the time on every road trip, but like, you know, just stay in shape, be around the team. Uh That just hasn't been the case. I mean, like Steve Kerr said it yesterday, he hasn't been in the facility with the team. I'm getting no, um, intel or word exactly, you know, the reasoning behind it or, you know, I mean, Steve Kerr said it last night, like, uh, we're giving him his space. He's giving us ours is the way he termed it, you know, which take that how you want? They're being very vague about. How it.
4: did you take that? Yeah, I, I
1: like that they just like re, like remain. Both sides kind of seem to need time away, and then when he said he's given us our space, it kind of seems like you know, like it's a, a little bit Draymond Green's choice too uh, with what's going on. And, and you know, there's the whole you know therapy, mental health, like counseling part of this that that, that is um, not like it's purposely being there being vague about it reminds me a little bit of the Wiggins situation last year remember I Mm -hmm. feel like every four games I had that try to put press Steve Kerr on it and he wouldn't give a answer that was satisfying to the fan base and they would continue to go like where's Wiggins and it's like I'll keep asking but they're gonna keep you know hopefully just they had such a tight-knit you would talk to people around the team last year when the, when Wiggins was gone. That like they would be coming up asking me like, "You you know what's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's there. I'm not saying it's to that level. Right. Like we, we do kind of know what's going on. There's, there's less like hidden here, but it's still now that we're ten games into it and like you said, no end seems to be in sight. It, it's becoming a, a bigger like. Yeah. You, right, so, you know. You, yeah.
4: Go ahead. Well, let, let's 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 play this out. a little. Let's have a little fun with it. Trade deadline is February eighth. Percentage chance he gets traded?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, I think a lot of stuff is on the table with this team, uh, especially the way they're playing, especially yeah. the way they're. So, so, what's going.
4: more likely? He comes back and plays for the Warriors before the trade deadline, or is traded away?
1: I think it's more likely he comes back. I mean, okay. I think the first of all, it's like a difficult contract to like you know mm-hmm. move on the market right now, mm-hmm. right? It's year one of a four-year deal and. You know, I still do think he has a lot of impact on the court, but even if you're another team who's absorbing a four-year, $100 million contract, you're also absorbing the situation he's currently in, which mm-hmm. is, like, he's at odds with the league. He doesn't change teams and suddenly the league's like, okay, back to square one, like, you can, you know, one flagrant foul and it's fine, it's just right. normal. Um, so there's a lot that goes with this. I, you know, I would still expect to see him at some point. Um, and he you know, has that January, but we'll
3: see. Yeah, and he has that player option too at the end of the deal, just like Andrew Wiggins. Uh, they both have player options, so those, those could be two difficult deals. To maybe Wiggins is a little easier because he's a lot younger than Draymond Green. But look, man, when he does come back, rotations are going to get cut again. Guys are not going to see minutes. It's just it is what it is. And one guy who's on the outside looking in is Moses Moody. A lot of fans, I'm sure, are asking you just like they're asking me, Anthony, what's going on with Moses Moody. You're around this team a lot more than I am in terms of practices and everything, but what is going on with a- Moses' Wudu Because out of nowhere, just like Kaminga, hey, one day you're out of the rotation, you're not playing.
1: Yeah, look, they just view him as like the 10th, 11th man. 11th man if Gary Payton's in there, and, you know, Draymond was there. You were talking more like 11th, 12th man, especially now that Trey Jackson Davis is such a heavy part of the rotation. So, mm-hmm. uh, Pajemski has leaped in. Kaminga's now a starter. You know, they're going to give Clay his minutes. Um, you know, before Gary Payton, you know, I think he was kind of on that that edge where he could still play about eight to ten minutes before Payton returned, so maybe he'll be back to that by the next game. But, you know, as far as what's going on with him, I just, like, we can – it's pretty easy to see the coaching staff's pecking order, right? Yeah. They, they always reveal it with their rotations, and it's just – Guys are ahead of him. Um, you can agree or disagree if guys should be ahead of him, mm-hmm. but like, to me, Pajemski's rise is very yeah. important here, right? I mean, yeah. Pajemski's getting tw- 20, 25, 30 minutes at, uh, on mm-hmm. a nightly basis, and like, a lot of those are just Moses Moody's minutes, so. Uh, agree or disagree with that, that's just the way it's gone.
3: Hey, man, he's giving me the 10-5-5. He's got the most 10-5-5 games as a rookie. Uh, Brandon Pajewski, that is, he deserves those minutes. But what's the temperament of Moses Moody? Because we don't hear much from him. We hear from Kamiga when he doesn't play. Uh, he'll talk to anybody. I love J.K., but he'll voice his opinion. He'll voice his frustrations publicly. How's Moody feeling privately? Yeah, I mean,
1: look, he's extremely professional. Um, that's like one of his like best qualities. Steve Kerr has, like, referred to him as, like, he's compared him to Kevon Looney, right, multiple times. Um, so he's – you're not going to hear him come out and and, right. and say something. But, you know, of course there's frustration there should be. You know, this is year three. Uh, the lottery pick, he's good. He's pretty good, right, every time he gets on the floor. Like, I, it's it's not delusional for him to believe, like, I'm ready to be, like, an NBA rotation player. Like, no question, because when he goes out on the floor, he looks like a pretty, like, high-level 3D mm-hmm. rotation player. There's been games – Sacramento game comes to mind where he's out of the rotation. He comes in and changes the game. Has four threes. Probably you know Steve Kerr admits later he should have closed. There's mm-hmm. been various moments throughout his career, including by the way the playoffs. He was one of their like closing five against the Lakers, however yep. many months ago that was. So there's been so many moments where it feels like I'm here, right? Finally, I'm you know I'm getting the trust and uh, there you know there's a level of frustration. But the one thing I always see with Moses Moody, you go in the locker room post game, like you said, he's not. He's not going to publicly say anything. He's just in the weight room. He's getting shots up, like he's just kind of like trying to stay ready. And I, you know, you can see it in the in his face, like it's like, you know, you can see it on the bench, right? He's sitting there like wanting to get in the game. Mm -hmm. But I understand that. I think we all do. Wow.
3: All right, last one for you, Anthony. The Dolphins going to lose on Sunday, man. Blow the division.
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, you know, I think they they kind of uh, perform better when when doubted by you know. That like was the radio.
4: least confident take of all time. <laughs> what are you? Come on. You want to know what?
1: You want to know where my confidence lies most? Like I don't think the Bills are that good. Like Bills barely beat the Patriots on it. What if they have like three the four?
3: Division gains are different, Anthony. Come on, you know that. Okay, well, guess what? It's a division game Sunday. <laughs> that,
1: that's for the division. That's about as division as it gets. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, the thing I feel I feel bad about one thing, which is the whole Bradley Chubb situation. I don't even want to get into.
3: Yeah, the that fact sucks.
2: on the field.
1: Like that's killer. They they have two star pass rushers and they're both yeah. now out for the season. Um, so I think that's a problem in the playoffs. But regardless, even if they lose Sunday, you know, they've moved to the 60. They're going to Kansas City. Should, should they be, like, steering that matchup?
3: Right yes. Now? Tyreek Hill yes. going back to Arrowhead.
4: I will be betting against the Dolphins <laughs> if they go to Kansas City. I will say oh. that with my chest. Okay,
1: and you will lose money.
3: Is- <laughs> <laughs> what's- Burrito That's bet. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll make that happen next week once we get the matchups. Anthony, good stuff as always. I'll see you Thanks, buddy. at the arena tomorrow. Should be a fun one. The different Nuggets yeah. are in town for the first time this season.
2: Yep, yep. I'll see you all there.